your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of That Scale RC Show. This is episode 70, and I am one of your hosts, Travis, along with Adam and Jay. Hope everybody enjoyed uh, episode 69 last week. I think that was a lot of fun. That was one of our longer ones, <laughs> but we're yeah, back this week. Pretty fun. It was good stuff. That was a fun night. Yep. Ryan Crowley applauded me on my idea of the neighborhood brat wearing a meat coat <laughs> so that was that was kind of nice of him sending, <laughs> some, sending some encouragement my way how thoughtful i know it's kind of what i thought <laughs> i don't even remember what that was about now i don't either like i didn't even <laughs> like he said it and i was like wait a second and then he like quoted what i had said about like sending them out in the woods with the gopro and stuff but i still don't remember how we got to that point in the conversation it sounds like something you would say but i don't remember you saying it yeah it was just funny i don't don't even know what had prompted it or anything so oh that's funny anyways we're back with some well mostly serious scale items this week yes very serious it's never completely serious no it's gonna be completely serious okay well yeah because it's the uh the sponsorship episode which is probably our favorite topic it is and it is all business (laughs) yeah um i don't know where you guys wanted to start because uh like i said before recording i don't really have any particular notes on this but Maybe we should just do the questions first and then we do have a couple that talk about it. So I think just, just one or two. Let me, let me look. You should look. The first thing, um, per the post that you made about can popped collars come back. Mm, No. Yeah. So Chris Trudeau had something that referenced that. So he said, uh, with uh, or will the number of callers on the team Trail Slayer polo equal the level of sponsorship? Um, t shirt equals lowest level, eight callers equals paid driver. Oh, wow, that's that's uh pretty ingenious, actually. Yeah, could could do that. I forgot to copy his reply to that where he was he was talking about sort of if that was indicating the level of sponsorship in the racing world. But <laughs> I realized uh, he, which Chris, you're on to something there in terms of, you know, if you have the paid drivers like Mayfield or Fend where you have the callers, essentially the, you know, the clown callers, then they pretty much give off the indication that they're paid drivers, but people always get in such a pissing match anyways about their sponsorship deals. So I suppose we don't need all of that out in the open any more than it is. Yeah, no, I think probably 
what would be a good way of determining somebody's sponsorship level is to just kind of go through their social media first, you know, like do a little bit of a background check on them and have a system of points where you have a numerical value to your flex factor. And so if you have like AirPods on in any of your pictures, then that's definitely like a flex factor of nine. And I think that that's probably how we should think about doing it from now on is just how hard you're flexing on everybody else in the hobby. Flex I'm sorry, factor. but AirPods remind me of what it was that movie. Um, God, the one with Ben Stiller and um, something about Mary. Oh, Goodwill Hunting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can never see somebody wearing AirPods and not think of that movie. Of something about Mary? Yeah. Well, Isn't that the one where where he, you know, does his does his deed and then he doesn't know where it goes and it's hanging from his ear? Oh. That is wildly <laughs> inappropriate. You know what I don't like about AirPods is that people the AirPods. Well, yeah. <laughs> Is that people wear them and you never know if they're on the phone or not. And then you go up to them like you're going to say something to them because that's the thing with AirPods is you have to perpetually leave them in. You always have to have them and you can't ever take them out. So, well, yeah, yeah. Also flex factor. So flex factor. so, So I always hate when you know, I walk up to someone who's got AirPods and I ask them a question. They give me like the whole like, you know, silent, I'm on the phone thing. And I'm like, man, like, <laughs> how am I supposed to know? You have them in all day. I had that happen. Um, there was a dude out in front of the house one day and he, this was a couple of years ago. So it was pre AirPods. So he just had one of the little like Bluetooth ear things. Yeah. And uh, I had asked him like, you know, hey, some everything all right some i can help you with and he like like shoes me away yeah you know and points to his phone i'm just like oh okay yeah (laughs) pardon me mr tech savvy whatever the hell you are i put yeah i mean this is put the phone up to your ear or like put headphones in and pace around and make it obvious that you're involved in something yeah you know? Instead of just standing in the road like a weirdo. Yeah. I mean, don't give me the excuse. You're like, well, I'm busy and I talk while I'm doing stuff and everything. I mean, it's just dumb. Like, you know what you're doing. You know what you're trying to give off. Like, people can make themselves unapproachable if they want. But you got to have the AirPods in. <laughs> I do it all the time, and I don't even have AirPods. Like, I, I really excel at being unapproachable. <laughs> If I do not want to be bothered at that moment, I'm very good at making that obvious. And you know what? Most people are. It's that they don't want to. So, anyhow. I, f- I fake a lot of seizures, and that usually gets people leaving okay. alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's always worked really well in the past for me. All right. Uh, Chris Trudeau has another question, another couple. He says... Um, this, is, this is irrelevant to sponsor, but I just wanted to get through his questions. He said... Um, I've been listening back to old shows. When are you going to do a live show or another super friends episode? You know, I'm just going to say this now. A couple of people have been asking for live shows. We just talked about that too. Last yeah. Week, we? yeah. We might, we might need to 
do something soon. We should do a Christmas special. Yeah, actually, that would be fun. Yes. All right. With all kinds of wonderful gifts. I'm down for that. Okay, we can do that. Yeah. Okay. So there you go, Christmas special. No details yet. Yeah, we'll figure those out day of. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We'll let you know what day we're doing. It, It might not even be close to Christmas. We'll let you know what what it's about when we start hitting the record button. Yeah. God, it is December already. Um, December 25th is a Friday, so if we're doing it that Wednesday, that's the 23rd. Correct. It would appear like all the stars are aligning to have a Christmas special. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. I like it. So we could so we could do that. Um, it could give it a ridiculous name. Or a theme. We could have a Victorian theme. Why Santa em- Santa emptying his sack? <laughs> Adam, you are you're are are you horny or something? Is that what's going on tonight? Because it's just all about. No, uh, it's because no, it's no, no, it's no. no, it's all it's all the dirty memes people send me all day long. <laughs> <laughs> per- perpetual gutter. Yep. Yes. Also, like you that. just said you faked seizures, so don't don't do the high road talk. What he, he's he's Is doing that one of those, frowned he, upon. He's doing one of those typical, you know, um, rules for thee, not for me kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, he he's making fun of me, but you know, it doesn't you know he's trying to take the the spotlight off himself. If you really pay attention, that this is actually very relevant to sponsorship and RC. It is so. <laughs> Um, also he asks what's on your Xmas wish list. Doesn't have to be RC. Um, nothing as usual. Um, yeah, I don't really, I mean, honestly, like truth be told, I always, I always put down tools or Home Depot gift cards. That's always my like go to. I might have to change mine this year and go for the Home Depot gift card. I, I was thinking just anything that pops up in a wish ad on Facebook that looks a little bit questionable <laughs> is probably going to be on my Christmas list. And were you just like making fun of me and now you're talking about questionable items on wish? Do you know, like wish is like, uh, what is it? It's like the like knockoff, you know, um, naughty store. <laughs> the items are unexplicable too. <laughs> like not only do they not, include the 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 name or the description but you can't actually describe what you're seeing it's impossible (laughs) the female body with no hands feet or head was kind of like that one made me have some questions i mean there's some others that are pretty self-explanatory but i just have one one question why all of those it's like why somebody manufactured it that was somebody's job yeah somebody's like going home at night like so how was your day making love dolls oh it wasn't bad i don't i probably don't have anyone at home asking them that they might maybe i don't know it it's I can only imagine like they're making this stuff just going, dude, fucking Americans. All this stuff they buy. Why? <sighs> Fake body parts. I don't get it. I don't know. 
I don't no know. Wonder, no wonder we're hated so bad. <laughs> I mean, you could argue it was an untapped market. Yeah, that's true. The I other mean, thing you could say is, was there ever really a market? So I don't or know. Just somebody's really smart and they just basically have a monopoly on latex body parts. Uh, this is a topic for a different time. Because this, exactly. could, this could go on and on. <laughs> well, yeah, because if we keep talking, Horizon's going to swoop in and buy whatever it is. Okay, so, so uh, Eric Warren asks, <laughs> he says, uh, my first question, okay, I guess this isn't a question. He says, um, my first question to the company that sponsors me was, what do I need to do? His response is, keep being positive on the medias and promote in a positive light. That was easy for me to do. I have seen quote, sponsored, end quote, drivers, both in crawling and racing that do everything to place so they can please a sponsor. One even pointed out that he didn't want to be that guy but ended up being that guy and had a third-place kid bumped and right away posted about how well he did at the comp to support his sponsors. Had a kid bumped out a third? So Really? You know, here's the take, and this is – This is one that probably will be pretty unpopular, but I think that posting how well you did at a comp and results from a comp like it's an accomplishment, I think is silly in itself. Like, I'm sorry, but it's it's just one of those things where I just, I don't, yeah, I know that, yes, there is skill involved. Yes, I mean, it's okay to be proud of it, but I the Facebook posts just kill me when I see this. And I don't know if it's just because of, of just the other things that I've been a part of with RC, but it just, it was just one of those things where they just, it doesn't resonate the same. And the, the cringy Facebook race reports that everybody already does for the racing world translates even worse to the crawler world to me. I mean, I, because the thing is, is like for scale, it's so much more, important to be a good representative on your knowledge base in the skill world than it is the racing world to a degree, you know? And so honestly, how well you can drive, I mean, this is true in racing too, but how well you can drive a crawler means absolutely nothing in terms of what kind of sponsor you are or sponsee, excuse me. So that, I mean, that's just, that's just my take on that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's people that we've sponsored in the past that I could care less if they do comps or not. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's... It's more just about their presence and being a ambassador to the hobby. Yeah, I mean, to like to Eric's point, like if that guy really didn't... I mean, people who always say, I don't want to be that guy, know they're going to be that guy and have the intention to be that guy. I mean, that's yeah, something that... Everybody... That's the, with all due respect, line is with Yeah, that. yeah. So it's something that people already know, right? But yeah. it, it's... It's a backhanded compliment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so it's... it's it, That if he really cared and really was a good representative of his sponsors, then he wouldn't have done that protesting a kid out of a podium position is just gnarly. Yeah. Like that is take no prisoners. Is what yeah. That is. yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Like your sponsors did nothing to help you achieve that. Yeah. No, you know, well, you got a discount on your winch or something. What that reminds me of is 
the Hodge twins just had a um, like one of their little podcast things, and they were talking about, um, you know, how lately everybody wants to, and I know it's kind of off topic, but somewhat related, but how everything's like, you know, everybody wants to change the rules of everything. Like they just put that uh, first female player in, in a college football game. Yeah. And they're kind of saying, they're like, well, how about this? I want to play as a, I want to identify as a female and I'm going to come enter the N- the WNBA and I'm just going to school all of you. It's like, is that what we're coming to? Like with RC also, it's like, they say they don't want to do all this stuff, but then they're always like racing the kids or, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just getting, getting out of hand. In that particular case, I think it is the adage that is that there are always people who have to come in and tear the ass out of something and ruin it for the people it actually affects. Yep. That's, and that's 100% what that is. You know. I don't know. We don't need to go into my opinion on the whole football thing because that's that's like i'm sitting here thinking about like how all that is and how i don't know we don't need to get into it no we don't need to get into it i probably shouldn't have brought that no 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 it's 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 it kind of just it just kind of reminds me of that because it's like you know it's like like i said it's they were saying like you know that's like i can come in in this sport and say i'm this and totally dominate just to say I get on top of the, you know, podium where it's kind of like the same thing. Oh, I don't want to be that guy. But then you're talking about how you bumped a kid out. It's like, you know, I think with professional sports, unless it is specified as gender specific, like WNBA, like NFL, as far as I know, it doesn't say anything anywhere that you have to be a man in the NFL. Um, WNBA obviously you have to be a woman so I think like in the NFL if a chick wants to play football then go for it same with motocross there for a brief period of time there was a women's motocross league and then that went away and then after that this really um, diehard gal named Vicky Golden just straight up started racing arena cross and got her AMA pro license and actually made a super cross event, you know, like the main show that night, not the main event, but made the program. And I think that's rad, you know, like, I I think that's kind of cool. But like, if, if I were to be like, all right, you know what, I am going to identify as an eight year old and just dominate in little league from now on, then, you know, that was the point that i was bringing up it's the unfortunate thing is you're going to eventually get those people that just like you know want that oh i want to win something so they're going to go into a you know a league they know they're going to dominate i think sandbag yeah but it, it to be it's it's not quite an equivalency though i we i mean we really shouldn't go down this road too much farther but it the I think for the people who, when it, you know, the identification issue, those people aren't doing it as much as they, as much as it is because they want to go into something and dominate. They're doing it because they're trying to go in and prove a point. Or they just want to do it. I mean, I guess there's that too. I mean, and which is, which just plays into what I said earlier, like that it's, it's select people that go out and have to, do dumb shit and ruin it and give everything else a bad name. Yeah. yeah, That's entirely what that is. So, you know, 
Um, yeah, I mean, in in terms of yeah, getting the kid bumped and stuff like that. I mean, it's just it's. Uh, I this happened. This is this is sort of like the 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 downside of of the sponsorship thing because like in terms of it being a talking point because it, it's so hard to have these episodes where we talk about this and almost not and and not sound like we're talking down to people but people get so stupid about this and i i mean this is the the point that i i always try and drive home is that it doesn't matter what name honestly you're putting on your shirt the 20% deal you have somewhere or whatever like you unless you are genuinely out there making a community difference and helping people, you are no more important than you were before. And then that's the thing. Like that is the thing that people just don't, they, they have to fight that the sponsored, the sponsored driver, the one that becomes sponsored needs to be seen as sponsored driver. The best ones are the ones where you don't know. In, in many cases, in many cases, because they're not focused on that. They're focused on helping people and the people that they help and, you know, can, and who are helped by people who actually have good product knowledge that can give them suggestions who, it, you know, it's like the whole, um, you know, the, like, what's the best hire thing, right? The people, you know, the, the sponsor guys are just going to say anything made by their, their sponsor. Yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't mean anything. They're not going to no none of them none of them had the intention of going on that post or even PMing that person and giving them like the full breakdown of what works where and why. It's the same thing as like um as motors and speed controls, it's the same thing as servos, everything. No one ever does that. People just have to get in and they say, "Oh, well, um here, you can buy a hobby wing. Done deal. That's all you need." or a Tekin, or Holmes and stuff like that. It doesn't matter who you're doing it for. It doesn't help. You're just there yeah. to pull, you're just there to put your stamp on it pull the, and, and put the plug in. You didn't generate any positivity. You didn't help anybody make a decision. All you did was dilute the conversation. Yeah, and that happens all the time. Every day. Every single day that happens. Yeah, that's and that's kind of like a recurring point that I'm always trying to make whenever we're talking about this stuff is, you know, if you ask the question or you see somebody answering, you know, like, oh, the best tire is, you know, whatever, whatever, you got to ask why. If they can't tell you why, then they're not giving you a legitimate, mm-hmm. you know, um, recommendation. Yeah. No, I mean, it, but, it comes I mean, down that, to that. But th- that half of it falls on the person that's seeking the advice or the help though they're the ones that need to be asking the questions but the newbies a lot of the time don't know the questions to ask well i mean to be fair someone who pick goes someone someone who goes to their local hobby town or whatever and hat and picks up a you know rtr scx 10-2 if I mean, because what's what are their first couple questions like? What's the best replacement for this? What's the best upgrade or mod? Those people that just get into it and they're like completely green, they don't understand the idea that there are there are different tires that work in different conditions for a tenth scale RC car. Yeah. So they're yeah. So I mean, they're and so people scoff at those questions. I get why sometimes, but that's the thing that nobody thinks about is like, look 
So if someone goes on there and asks you, hey, what's the, what's the best hire? Chances are they, I mean, they're asking because they don't know anything about it. They're not interested in whatever company you're going to plug them. It doesn't make a difference to them. Educate them. Now, be, be, be reasonable because I think a lot of people confuse just being an asshole and chastising them about this and that and how dumb their question is. And, you know, when people get called out for that, their response is always as well. I'm just educating them. Yeah. So like, (laughs) no, no, you're not, you know what you were doing. Yeah. So anyways, it, I mean, these are sort of the chief points really because we, I mean, we always, you know, I think last, last time we had an episode like this, um, we were talking the, the do's and don'ts. And I mean, it's unfortunate, but based off the stuff that you see, and I, I hate for this to turn into kind of like a negative thing, but like based off the stuff that you see, there are always just so many more don'ts. So many more don'ts. Well, I think there's so many don'ts just because I don't really think you got a handful of people that, in my opinion, that really do handle sponsorships well. And in my, and like I said, in my opinion, really show the proper way to handle, you know, sponsorships. And then you got other people that do absolutely the wrong thing. And I think so many people see this or have some sort of expectation. And that's why we get into this whole, oh, there's so many don'ts because you see, you hear all the expectations you see like the things that shouldn't be done and you just can't help yourself but wanting to correct those so that way everybody's getting you know a better sense of what's going on or how to act or what to expect yeah 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 that's fair um let's see <laughs> um actually this is a good question i guess we can ask this um ziggy oh god i i hate butchering names ziggy bordenemi wasn't he the guy that was like he he called us because uh, the post we had on monday about what you name your rigs wasn't he the guy that had like epic midget or something i think so yeah that, uh, i'm gonna have to look like, wouldn't, well. wouldn't you pronounce it ziggy bordenemi you're probably right you're probably right. Um, he says real name. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if that's a real name. I don't know. It's an alias. No one corrected me the last time he asked a question. So true. Um, he said, "What's the best tire for crawling?" <laughs> um, he said, "Real question though. Any of you mess around with FPV setups in your rigs? Might be hard to drive, but would make for some really cool shots over the hood, out over the hood. How how as you go? Excuse me." Jesus. Also, Jay, how's that paint removal going? Any luck yet? <laughs> no. Sick. No luck whatsoever. I think it's a no to both, but I've always been intrigued by the FPV idea. I would get whatever the FPV equivalent of car sick is. Like, I would for sure get motion sickness. So it's not ever something I will probably mess around with. Yeah. There, there used to be a guy who used to come around to some of our local, well, I guess you could say local events, but he, I used to see him at a couple events and he had the FPV in one of his rigs and he used to always, uh, you know, offer anybody to try and drive it. And I mean, it was just a trip because 
it's it was it was funny watching the person stand there. They got the goggles on and they're like staring off into space, and you're just kind of like, what are they doing? And then you realize that they're you know driving the car in FPV, so you're just like, oh okay, now it makes sense. But it's just funny because they're totally like staring off into outer. It, that's just the look that they give because you know they're focusing at what they're doing. Yeah, it's the only thing that has been a big reason like why I've never really thought about going like, let's, like, let's go try it is because I honestly, I don't like how it looks. The, the FPV, every FPV system I've ever used. And I, I, you know, I deal with them a lot at work and every FPV system I've ever used, just the way the pictures that come in, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like if you could get video over AM radio, you know, like it's to give you an idea, like if anyone listens to AM radio, how it's like noticeably more staticky and crunchier than FM. So imagine getting yeah. video over that. Then that's, that's what bothers me. So I couldn't, it would be hard to sit there and drive something and then have to sort of drive it through that because you you're not need a spotter. Yeah. I mean, Oh, honestly. Yeah. And you don't, you, yeah, because I mean, you can't turn your head and like look around like VR, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, you're just staring straight ahead. Yeah, so I mean that that's the tricky that's the tricky bit, honestly. Um, so that's what I have a problem with. But see, I guess what he's saying. Well, see, I'm kind of confused because the FPV is like you know first person you know, driving, but it also makes it sound like he's wondering if anybody's ever set up a camera to make it look like you were filming as you were driving the RC car, because he said, I think it would make some really cool shots over the hood as you go. Yeah. He also said it'd be hard to drive. So yeah, I've tried. We have a uh, Polaroid cube, which is about the size of a GoPro session. And we've put that inside of trucks before and driven them, but you just you end up spending a lot of time just staring at the sky when you go back and watch the video and mm -hmm. it's really distorted through most Lexan windows like worse than you would really think. Yeah, you would want I mean honestly to really get the best experience out of it, you would want a open like just remove Cage all the windows yeah, or something. Basic, yeah. yeah, I mean I could see that being fun in something like a gatekeeper that has no windows of any kind. You know, if you just kept like the, the stock or basically anything, yeah, anything, honestly, with a cage, um, yeah. that would be the best way to do it. I, for me, I'm just gonna, I'm going to hold out until just the FPV video quality is better. Um, to where it's something that's just a, a little bit more reminiscent of like what life actually looks like. And when that happens, then I'll, I'll explore that. But yeah, I think it's something we've thought about. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dan Sutherland says, no questions, but just keep up the good work. Thank you, Dan. Good um, work. <laughs> it's <laughs> huh. He must be talking to somebody else. According to what? No. <laughs> um, so Nick LaRosso had a couple questions. He said, what are your go-to scale items when you hashtag full dollhouse a trail truck? For example, a truck that you would see in Four Wheeler Magazine, Four by Four Ultimate Adventure. Also, keep up the good show. So, what scale items would you add? Yeah, like what are your go-to's? 
I'm not a huge fan of them, to be honest. They always end up like in your pocket at the end of the day. They never actually stay on the car the whole time. Back when, back when, um, like when we were first getting into this, um, you know, dad would obviously build all the bodies and stuff like that and everything else. And so anytime he would like ask me if I would want this or that, I would always just say no because I, I knew that it was going to fall off and I didn't want to deal with putting it in my pocket, keeping track of it, putting it back on. So I was just like any inconvenience whatsoever. I was just trying to avoid. Yeah. I, I like if yet, I don't know. I mean, I like roof racks to a certain extent. It obviously it depends on which one. Um, empty little boxes that don't weigh a lot, you know, to add on top, like little cargo boxes and things like that. But I mean, I don't know. I don't really focus on scale items. I just pay more attention to making the rig look scale, you know, like um, scale hubs are a big thing that don't really cost very much money. And I think they add a lot of realism because then you don't see that, you know, seven millimeter wheel nut, sitting there so i think scale hubs are pretty much i don't know i try and put them on anything that that i do but i mean really it's more just lighting and trying you know an interior and trying to make the car look realistic not so much little accessories and stuff all over it at least that that's how i built stuff well I was going to say it really depends on the build and like what you're going for. I mean, I've found myself like, for instance, with my tow truck build, I got a bunch of random stuff in the back. Like uh, I got the winch that works the boom. I have some like fuel jugs, tools, you know, that kind of stuff, chains, whatnot. Then like on my Jeep builds, I have kind of like your basic stuff. Like I threw in some first aid kits, uh, ice chest, uh, spare fuel, that kind of thing. So it really depends on the build, but I, I guess my reoccurring theme that I usually go to is some sort of spare fuel slash ice chest has always been like my two go-tos because I try to go for that realistic look. And if you ever spend time out on the Rubicon, Fordyce Trail, or out wheeling in general, those two items you always find on any rig that passes by. Yeah, it's when people start putting like mattress pads and sleeping bags on the roof rack and stuff. It's like, it's not really something you see. Like they just, people get a scaler and they just load it down with all kinds of stuff like that. And I mean, you got to think about some of that stuff. Like it doesn't really make sense. Like you're not going to have your sleeping bag out in the weather on top of the roof of your car. Like typically that's an item that fits inside. So, I mean, there's things like that that, you know, I think it can be overdone very, very easily if you're not careful, you know, like it's really easy to go overboard with it. Yeah. I don't know. Less is more to me though. That's just kind of the way I operate. I'd rather have something clean that at first glance in a photo looks realistic than have like it completely decked out with all these little thingies. Fair. Okay. Um, let's see. And then he said, dead man switches. Do you use them? Yes or no? And why? I have not used one, but, um, I actually 
acquired one in a in a in a sale i guess uh, you know my buddy felt bad that it took a, him a minute to like send out what i bought and uh, so he threw a couple extra things in there because he was liquidating and one of them was a dead man switch and i was like you know that's pretty cool i said i i could use that realistically for me the dead man switch would only benefit in a rig where it's really hard to get the body off like where you really don't want to have to spend all that time to take the body off just undo the battery like when you first get to the event and you want to put in a like a 5000 milliamp and just leave it but then you get back and you're going to take lunch that'd be the perfect time because you're like oh, I don't have to spend all that time taking the body apart again um but yeah otherwise I think they're pretty cool just haven't really used one yet yeah same here I, I'm not opposed to it but it's just Usually, I'm swapping batteries between rigs and stuff, so one way or another, the body's got to come off anyway, so I just, you know, I, I think they're neat. I think they're a really clever idea, but I think that, you know, if you have a limited number of batteries and a certain number of rigs, it kind of wouldn't really make sense. The only dead man switches that I'm familiar with are the ones that I uh, I listened to on ham radio <laughs> wow moving on so um eric warren how about an interactive live show that we could listen to and texting questions and comments yeah uh, like we did our facebook one yeah 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 we'll probably just do another facebook one that's the best way that worked out well actually so we'll make that work I just won't be able to talk on that one is the only issue, I think. Why is that? The way the way the whole just production works, if you can call it that. Oh, but if you, oh, yeah, because I guess you can't really do like a Zoom call and have it be output onto Facebook somehow. That isn't really going to work, is it? Uh, I need to play with it. I can't remember off the top of my head. I will. I will research and find out. Because we can, maybe it was we could do it, but you couldn't record it. Maybe that's what we ran into last time. Because I remember we had a listener that got upset when we did the Facebook episode because they said it was there was no benefit to being on Patreon if everything was on Facebook. But we only did it that one time, and we never uploaded anything. So I want to say we weren't able to record it. Was the big drawback? So I could I've record seen- it. That I could definitely do. Huh. Yeah, I was going to say, we're probably going to have to just ex- explore a little bit more because, I mean, I know people that, you know, do a live Facebook and a live YouTube at the same time. Um, but there's got to be a way to record it so that way you could share it later. Well, I can. OK, so I can. It, the trick is, is that in in I think at the time when I did that, because I was. The first time we did, we never got into this. The first time that we did the live um, show, actually, that was before I even came on here. So I was, while, while, while Jay and Adam were doing the live broadcast, I was working Jay's computer through TeamViewer and was pushing everything out that way. That's what we were doing crazy yeah i don't even remember now it's yeah but my equipment wasn't what i have now but i'm trying to think about how it would work in my head and it might not work the same way that we did before i mean if anything hopefully it'll actually be easier this time and i could record it 
while it's broadcasted. So I will do proof of concept soon, and then I will confirm that with you guys, and then we can do our uh, Christmas holiday extravaganza special show presented by Amy Winehouse. Oh, wow. Or someone like that, and we can go. She's not alive. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I asked these all out of order. Okay, Alex Sims. He says, are there any branches of RC that don't interest you guys? Or rather, what's the last RC genre you could see yourselves getting into? Oh, that's so easy. Well, what is it? Flying. Anything flying, I don't i mean the desires there the ability isn't so i just stay away from it that and really like bashing doesn't really appeal to me either adam um honestly i mean like i can kind of agree with the flying i think it's really cool i really think it's cool when you sit there and watch like um i've been out uh at you know the local I guess you could say park or whatever. Um, we used to go mess around and bash with the slashes down at uh, Google. And there used to be a bunch of people that would come out and they'd fly their planes and the stuff they can do with them was nuts. And I was just like, it like kind of like amazes you. Cause you're just like, wow, I can't believe they can actually do all that stuff with those. Um, but I just don't have the desire to do it. So, I mean, that's really one of them that, and honestly, like I guess like the RC drifting, it's cool, but I have no desire to get into it. I would, I mean, we've had semi drift type cars, you know, like touring cars with like drift wheels and tires and stuff. And it's fun for a little bit, but it's just, it's one of those things you got to have the right surface for it too, for it to work good. Like out on just an asphalt road, it just isn't quite the same as, unpolished concrete like what people do but i don't know the drifting appeals to me because of the scale aspect of it because it's a lot like crawlers and stuff but i mean the flight like i've i flew a plane once and it was pretty much like idiot proof and i had somebody there to you know take over and kind of help if things started to go bad which they did and uh it, it was, I don't know, it's just too hard and it's a lot of coordination, you know, it's like with just driving an RC car or especially racing one, you know, you've got everything reverses if it's coming towards you, you know, and so you're, you're like, oh, okay, you know, turn left to go right, blah, 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 you know, so you got like that type of stuff to worry about. And then with flying, you have like a three-dimensional space where there's all kinds of different directions you can go instead of just left, right, forward, backward from you. And uh, it, it's just, that's too much for me. And it's expensive. I mean, we have a plane that we won in a raffle back in 2012 and we've never flown it. So it's, I don't know, for, mostly for fear out of hurting it. <laughs> so I don't yeah. really know why we have it at this point, but I mean, I don't know. All that stuff looks fun. Don't oh. really have the budget and I don't have the knowledge um i was gonna say another area i do have one but i never use it uh boats yeah boats is gonna be mine no interest and which you know, it'd be fun I for 10 minutes 
which I know is going to upset Ryan Crowley because he's got a boat and he's like really into it. Um, I'm not saying they're not cool. It's just, I never find myself saying, you know what? I want to go take the boat out. And it, it mine's nothing fancy. It's just a, what is it? It's a pro boat, uh, <laughs> something pro boat. It's a, it's a little one. It's not the big one. It's it, Michelle got it for, for me for my birthday. I want to say like six years ago, I just, like I said, I think I, I think I used it once and I had to modify it because it was just, it didn't work right. So the battery that it came with, it just had that simple wall charger and I'd always charge the battery and I'd put it in there. And as soon as I'd take it off, like the first thing I tested in was my parents' pool. I put it in there and I hit the throttle. It went. And then all of a sudden it just like did that little, like almost like my jet ski does where it goes and it starts circling. Like it's like, you know, dead in the water. And I'm just like, okay, I just spent like hours with the thing on the charger. What the hell? Well, then I've started figuring out that it wasn't getting a full charge for some reason. So I ended up just rigging up my own charger to plug into um, my charger. And then I charged the battery Worked great. Just never used it after that. Retrieving it is, I think, the big thing that keeps me away from boats. Well, that's kind of why I chose, you know what, I'm going to do this in the pool first because yeah. that'll be an easy retrieval instead of uh, being out at like some pond or a lake or something. Yeah. Well, we have like the Puget Sound, like ocean water in front of us. And so it, there's a pretty swift current that comes through there. So, I mean, if it was something that I would do close by, if anything happened, I would never see that thing again. So. It just, I don't know. I think all of it's cool. I mean, RC stuff is pretty cool no matter what it is. I mean, you're controlling vehicles with invisible radio waves. Like, to me, that's pretty, you know, that that's kind of sounds impossible. You know, I mean, when you think about it, it's, it's kind of a, the whole premise of this is kind of crazy. So, I mean, I think just the fact that there is such a thing is really neat, but I just, I don't know. I'm kind of into what I am into and like that stuff. And that's really just kind of about it. Yeah. Same here. Um, I had ambitions at one point to do like a full on scale build. Um, you know, my love for rockstar. Uh, I was at target one day and I felt like a really big nerd and we were walking through and I always just happen to look in the toy section every once in a while, just to see if, uh, there's anything like scaled drivers or whatever. And, uh, there was a Rockstar remote control boat. And I was like, you know, I just got to have this just because it's Rockstar. And then I had this, I had this whole ambition to like make a trailer, tow it behind something, you know, back it in the water, then drive the boat. And then I just said, ah, never mind. It's just going to be, <laughs> it's just going to sit there for, for 40 bucks. It's just going to sit there. That is kind of a lot. When you think about it, it's like 40 bucks is like a new lipo or something that you know you're going to use all the time. So well, I like have, you always weigh that. I have the boat. I just didn't do anything with it. It's still sitting oh, in the box. Oh, okay. I'm so just it was saying, $40 I, well spent is what you're trying to say. Pretty much. It was 40 bucks. <laughs> Dude, you know how many rock stars I actually could have bought with that instead of the boat? See? Right? Man. Or even rock star sticker packs. Like you could have had so many. You know what? 
you just struck me with a sore subject. I don't uh, understand why when you buy the, the case of Rockstar now, they don't give you the damn sticker anymore. Oh, that's right. They used to do that, didn't they? I, I mean, it's a shame. It was like a six-inch star too, wasn't it? Like it yep. was pretty good size, I thought. Yep. Yeah, that's weird. Huh. So I don't understand it. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. One of these days, I always joke around. I always said, you know, Rockstar needs to sponsor me for how much I drink them, and they just, uh, you know, you can find me at every event with a Rockstar. You can see me drive, like, oh, every day. I have two Rockstars a day. I always, there's there's always Rockstar around. Yeah, I'm kind of that way with energy drinks, too. I mean, you could be plugging the hell out of Rockstar when you're trying to pass kidney stones and stuff later on as a result of drinking them so much. True. God, that's something I'm so scared of because I, I basically like live off of caffeine, like to even function and kidney stones are something I am like legitimately afraid of. Yeah, no, I hear that. Um, I was, I am too. Like I was always told, Oh, you better be careful. You're going to get kidney stone, this that, and the other. And I've always freaked out about it, but I mean, the last, like, really, realistically, the last time I was at the doctor's for, like, a checkup or anything, I straight up asked, you know, the doctor. I said, you know, I drink two rock stars a day. You know, I know what you're going to tell me, but can you give me, like, an honest answer? Is it, like, you know, do I have anything to worry about? And they were, like, you go to work every day. You're physical. You're not really, like, sitting around. If you were somebody who sat around, played video games all day, and never really left the house, he goes, I'd be worried. He goes, the fact that he goes, I'm going to tell you right now, they're not good for you. But the fact that you are not someone who's just sitting around, he goes, you're better off that you move around. But he goes, I still, I would not drink them all the time if I were you. I did not. I did not. Oh, I think I'm about to pass a kidney stone. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? I, know, I heard something too. I, dude, oh. I was like, that was I was so like, what's going on over there with Travis? I was like, it's like somebody break into this place or what? Like, <laughs> I just, I want to point out that none of that was post production. He had that on tap immediately. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. Hold that shit up. Just you expedited it. Just <laughs> like you did. <laughs> Oh god. That gives that gives Amazon same day shipping a shame. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was quick. <laughs> nice work. I'm having a proud pop moment here. So now that I've derailed the flow, where That's were okay. we? <laughs> I don't know. Something about kidney stones and cocaine and I don't know. It was just all over the place. I don't can, remember we cocaine, can move on. Right. I don't remember that either. <laughs> okay. I must have missed have out a lot. Hanging, are you, have you been hanging out with Hunter Biden or what? <laughs> I I haven't heard anything about that, so you'll have to fill me in later. That's great. Okay. Are there any more questions, or do we get totally sidetracked? I think that is. Did Chris, you do Keenan? What's that? Did you ask Keenan's? No, or no, I did not. I didn't see that. Oh, Keenan, I I think uh, Keenan from the No Name RC podcast. I don't know why it's filtering this out um said that he just got his trail runner 
from BHRC and that he, yeah, said, I wish I could get Jay to do a badass body for it. Oh, that's right. He wanted to have something done by the sixth, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, I don't think anything's getting to the DR by the sixth. Yeah. Keenan, if you're listening to this, I want to say, I'm sorry. Um, didn't have time last night. I was filling in a main order. I shipped out 15 pounds of stickers and aluminum parts. <laughs> so that's how my night went. So I'm sorry. We'll get to it at some point. It's just been crazy. Oh, real quick. Um, from earlier, Ziggy, uh, from his post on Monday about what he names his uh, crawlers, mm-hmm. it was it the the correct version was. Wild Midget Crawlers presents the pig. Wow. So it's not Epic Midget. I'm sorry. I like, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with everything he's got going on there. So that's fine. All of that sounds good. The first thing that comes up (laughs) when I Google Epic Midget is just Epic Midget, Epic Midget boxing match with Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show. Why is there always violence associated with midgets? It's always wrestling or UFC or boxing or like, why does it always have to be inflicting pain upon others? I don't know. All right. If anyone has insight to this, please let us know. Yeah. What's, what's the appeal there? (laughs) <laughs> um yeah that's that's it for the questions oh actually wait chris trudeau he's had one more he said uh when are we going to talk scale rally i love the hell out of that whole idea like that entire like rc rally scene i think is awesome so um i'm down for whenever i think it's super cool definitely something I'd like to get into like that. That's probably more so than drifting or anything. That's probably like the other area that I would like to kind of venture into with RC would be the scale rally stuff. Cause rally cars are cool. I mean, they're, they're just, they're like trophy trucks. They're just badass. Yeah. Anyways, that's, that's finally it. All right. Um, what other, what other notes did we have on sponsorship? Well, the first thing I want to say is probably the biggest mistake that people make is when they approach a sponsor, they act like that sponsor needs them. Like they have something that you want. And I can honestly tell you that's just not the case. Um, When you're approaching companies to be sponsored and stuff, be aware of the fact that you probably need them way more than they need you. And so just be mindful of that when you're approaching any brand that you're wanting to represent. I think that's some fair advice. Yeah. Well, Trail Slayer needs me, but they don't want me. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Noted. (laughs) um no i no i agree um that and i it you know constantly 
I guess, pursuing or like kind of like asking over and over and over again, like, Oh God. Yeah. Are you, you know, is, are you guys, um, what about the next season? How is your, you know, have you guys decided yet? When will you guys know? And it's kind of like one of those things. It's like, look, if you've, if you've submitted any kind of resume or, or you've done anything to, you know, kind of put yourself in that position to become a sponsor or potential, you know, sponsoree, um, that company will reach out to you when they make that decision. The yeah, more you don't badger them, the more you keep asking them, it's just going to drive them away. Yeah. Your odds significantly decrease every time you ask if they've made their mind up yet, which I think comes down to, I really do think this is what it is. I, I really still don't understand what people think sponsorship means because, you know, it's, I think the problem is they see like pro athletes or whatever and they see like okay for instance watch the x games okay you watch any of those guys from skateboarding bmxing motocross you know any of that stuff okay their helmets are all decked out with logos their um their bikes or skateboards all have logos all over them when they're doing their interview or when they're after their run they got their water bottle with their sponsor on it and this that and the other and i and i think they get this perception that when you become sponsored you're going to have all this free stuff and you're going to be able to showboat and gloat and do all this stuff and it's that's not the case and even in the world of like pro athletes i don't even think they 100 percent. you know i don't think all of their sponsors 100 percent give them stuff for free um because realistically sponsoring somebody is always going to be a return on investment. So they're going to put some sort of, you know, and, and I'm just going to say in the RC world, it's typically been percentage off. And sometimes it may not be much more than, you know, like a, a 10 or 15 or even 20% off, you know, until you kind of like establish yourself. Um, and I, like I said, I think people have this perception that like, okay, now that I'm sponsored, Okay, let's say um, Servo X wants to sponsor me. Uh, they're going to, you know, just hand me over servos and outfit all my rigs, and that's not the case. Yeah. You're, you know, a lot of the times, you're going to need to do it, and they need to see why why sponsoring you is going to be a value to them. And it's kind of like a, a fine line to walk because, like we just said, you don't want to tell them why they need you it's almost like they need to see it themselves and say you know what this person is handles themselves this way in the community um they're at, frequently at events they conduct themselves really well um and we think they'd be a great asset to the team you know that's you know gonna you know kind of get you rolling more so it's like it's kind of like just keep doing what you're doing and don't um, don't expect anything. That's, I guess, the best way to you know to go about it. Is just don't expect anything because the once you start expecting, and especially after you become sponsored, once you start expecting, usually that company starts to go. All right, you just wanted to be in here for free parts. That's all you think you're gonna get, and you quickly get, you know, booted or removed from the team. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, so. it's it's very rare to have free stuff in the RC world. It's really rare. So it's definitely not something you should be trying to bank on. And on that note, an extension of that is, is why do you even want to get sponsored? Yeah, that's really like what yeah, you need to ask yourself. Absolutely because, nothing wrong with not being sponsored. Because in a lot of ways, nobody really ever brings this up too often, probably except for like us. But like you can really, especially in scale RC, you can creatively inadvertently tie your hands behind your back by going with one particular brand because you then are kind of contractually obligated to run what they make, whether it works for you or not. And I know in like the racing world, everybody's always all hot and bothered to have a chassis sponsor, but it's like, man, you know, just cause you got a good deal on it. You got to think like, is that car really going to work for you? Have you mm-hmm. driven one that a friend has uh, what's parts availability like in your area? Is there other racers you can count on for setup advice and stuff like that? I mean, a lot of guys just jump at the very first thing that comes their way and that's really not a good idea because like I said, you can kind of end up hurting yourself creatively or even results wise by being stuck with something that you don't necessarily get along with. I mean, like if you're, I've always said this about like Adam and Elio, like I think that you two having a body or tire sponsor would 100% work against you because your hands would be tied create, you know, as far as like, creatively you know well you you can't just run whatever you feel like exactly well i agree with you um 100 and that's why i mean i've turned down certain tire sponsors just for that sheer fact just the fact that i said you know i don't want to be tied down to one thing like i just don't want to do that like you know that's and it's not fair for you to want to have me on the team or whatever and then say you know when somebody else who wants to just stick with one tire company you know, deserves a a shot, you know, and whatnot, you know, I'd rather you give it to them. So, um, and the same thing with the body and, and that's kind of like, I got a couple buddies who are phenomenal painters, but you know, and this isn't a bash to, to Proline, but they're Proline team drivers. So they only use, you know, Proline bodies. And I'm just going like, why didn't you like, and I, it's like, if you were not tied into that, do you know the amount of stuff you could do if you like branched out? Because personally, like they just did a body, they just did one of the Proline Jeep bodies. And I'm like, it's cool. But I said that paint job on the axial JL body would look 20 times better just because I think the axial body is a better JL than the Proline. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the Proline. I just think the detail on the axial makes the body pop a lot more. So when you're spending all that time going through some crazy paint job and you put it on something that, you know, kind of doesn't have the detail, you lose a little bit. And it's just kind of like, I call it like wasted talent kind of, cause it's like that could be applied. Like I said, to that other body and it would look amazing. And you're just doing it because that's your sponsor. And that's kind of why, like you said, I think body and tire are kind of like the hardest because, you know, you're stuck with the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And you can't, you know, sometimes you can't always do that. Electronics, all that stuff. You're always going to have electronics in all the cars and nine out of 10 times they're always hidden, you know, except for maybe the servo. 
Um, so, you know, you're not really going to be like, oh, darn, you know, that color combo on that motor really just screwed up my whole entire thing. I shouldn't have been sponsored <laughs> by them, oh, you know? Man. So. No, I agree. But yeah, but no, that's, but like what Travis brought up, you know, that is a good thing. Like, why do you want to be sponsored? And I think it still comes down to kind of like what I was saying is I think some people just have this perception that it means free stuff. Yeah. I mean, people, it, this is an absolute fact is that a lot of people spend so much more money when they become sponsored because the perception is that the things are cheaper. Yeah. And so it just, it's an, it's an enabler to just spend tons of money. I spent way more money uh, with a chassis sponsor than I ever did without one. No oh, question. Yeah, because spare parts are suddenly affordable and then you have spare everything. So. They're suddenly affordable, but I spent so much more money <laughs> oh, yeah, than anything no, I ever absolutely. bought for sure. You know, so it's, it's, it's a catch 22. It's like, it's like what people say, like, um, you know, if you're, I mean, I used to hear this all the time working retail, but it was like, you know, if, if, a, if a TV is $900 and it's, you know, seven on sale for $700, you're not saving $200. You're just spending 700 yeah. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> and so that's 100% true when it comes to sponsorship deals and everything else. Because, I mean, like, look, if you, this is your first time going around and you get handed like a, a, a 15, 20, or 25 deal, I mean, this is, you know, welcome to the game. Yeah. This is how it goes. So, yeah, it's, it's I mean, honestly, I could, you can, the obvious road you can look at here if you want to, you know, be devil's advocate is go, well, Hey, aren't you guys sponsored? And yes, we are. And you can ask, well, why? And there are, there are kind of two answers. Like, I think we all have different answers, but like for me, there's kind of two answers. One is I've just been with these guys that I have been with for most of them for a very long time. And two, that. I like being involved in things. You know, I yeah. like being, I like being at like the higher level of things where like I get to, I get to interact with people and I, I get to, I get to be more involved instead of just promotion. If that makes sense. I like that aspect a lot. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Like right now I'm testing some parts for associated that are two new plastic compounds and stuff like that's super fun to me. So that's one of the things that I enjoy about being sponsored. Like what you're saying is just that level of involvement because I think once you get many years of experience under your belt, they, you know, people start to realize that there's, you know, you, you bring a lot to the table and you can actually offer more than just, you know, tagging them on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm with you also, like, that's my kind of thing too, is like, I like just being a part of something and helping other people, you know, more than like really having to go out and like, quote unquote, rep something. It's more of just like using that platform to help people out. And most of the sponsors that I'm with, actually all the sponsors I'm with, are usually products that I stand behind. I'm not just going to like get, I'm not just going to, you know, go for a sponsorship with somebody just because I want a sponsorship. I, it's going to be a company that, you know, I stand behind and I believe in. 
Yeah, exactly. And really, I mean, with Trav and I, I think for the most part, with the exception of like maybe one, you know, we have like kind of friendship relationships with the people at these certain brands. And so it's just, you know, we do business back and forth and everything else. And you just kind of call it a sponsorship. Like, well, like with Tekin, for example, you know, like we don't submit race reports. We don't do anything. It's just, we've known them forever and participate with each other on builds and send each other stuff. And that's just kind of the relationship that we have. And to me, that's way cooler and way more fun than, you know, any typical sponsorship, you know, is like, I, I like that, like, kind of commerce of you know giving back and forth and stuff i think that's a really fun thing and so i mean we have that relationship with a lot of the people that we deal with you know like with a main for example i mean they they sell our stuff and we buy stuff from them and you know there's been stuff that matt's built that we've sent him product for and they'll send send us stuff and it's just it's just a i don't know it it I think that the sponsorship game is a little bit different when you're working inside the industry to a certain extent. But then again, I mean, there's also sponsors that we have like Proline, for example, that really don't, don't really care what we do as long as we're just kind of, you know, using their tires. That was kind of the minimum thing that they had for us is, you know, at the very least we need you to use our tires and anything else go wild. So, you know, it's, but that had to be a, conversation that we had with them prior to any kind of arrangement or anything like that because you know there's a lot of things that we had to talk about like what if you know we're doing an SOR build that has nothing to do with us personally and it has to have like axial nitto tires on it or something like that you know so it's like you kind of have to have like a little bit of separation between personal and business but it's I don't know it, it's different with us I guess is kind of what I'm trying to say and just no, I, get it. I don't know I, I think the number one thing though is like if you're going to pursue a sponsorship your odds are infinitely better if you pursue a brand that you're already using their stuff you're way more likely to be picked up if you're already using somebody's products without any kind of an incentive to begin with just because you're familiar with their product and you like it, that improves your chances way better than, you know, coming across as, you know, Hey, I was with Proline for the last two years. And, you know, I just, I think I could bring a lot to the table with Pitbull. And so I want to run Pitbull now. And it's like, there's a lot of people that are brand hoppers and you see that a lot in RC where they just chase whoever's going to give them the best deal and that's it. And those people, um, or be, it's a lot easier to spot those kind of people now because it is a smaller community than people realize. And so word does travel fast. So um, be prepared to answer some hard questions, you know, and one of the questions that probably is going to be asked of you is, do you currently use our products? And so that's definitely, you know, go ap- go after the brands that you believe in, not who's going to give you a better deal. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. Like you just said, you need to, um, the best advice is be, I guess, already be a consumer of that product because the worst thing that you could possibly do 
is go, yeah, you know, I want to try and be a, you know, I want to apply for a sponsorship, this, that, and the other. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. So what do you think about our products? And you're like, uh, well, I'm hoping that, you know, once I become sponsored, I'll be, I'll be able to use them and like get to be more familiar with them. It's like, I'll get to test is... them. What? I'll get to test them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's the worst, worst thing. answer ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, do, here's, here's a question. Are resumes a thing of the past? Um, yes and no. It de- I mean, it depends entirely on the company because some people I, will just I do like things over messenger. I, I thought resumes were cool. I like the effort of the resume. Exactly. That's what I was just getting ready to say. I like the fact that you can see if they're literate, first of all. And yeah, that's that a big step. to me is a big thing because if you can't spell even OG <laughs> when you make a post <laughs> or something, then chances are you're not going to represent a company very good because they're going to be like, man, this guy can't even spell his name right. This is terrible. Like he has no mastery of the English language. So that wouldn't look good for us as far as like posting stuff up. So, so yeah, quick story time. So when I was, this has been like 2013 ish. I was sort of on the up and up racing, like our Northwest championship tour and stuff like that. And was finally putting in like good results. And so at the end of 2013, I was like Jones and super hard to just be sponsored. Cause I just wanted to be sponsored driver. Cause that was the cool thing to do at the time, you know? And I'm like at this stage, I think I'm like what? 15. Yeah. I was going to say 14, 15. Yeah. So what happened was, is that I, I get, you know, I get picked up by Viper who eventually became Macklin and I get picked up by Panther tires who were, I think a couple of people who worked in an industrial rubber place that decided they liked RC. And so they thought every six months or so we'll make a couple tires. And so I got set up with those companies and I really, I think I I was with them for maybe the grand total of a year, two years, both. I mean, they weren't good fits and I wasn't really old enough to be really that involved so I couldn't like do anything at a higher level. So, I mean, at this point, I'm just buying product at discount and putting it on. And I had been focused so hard on just getting sponsored, running product that I was not using prior. And it really didn't turn out for me. So Especially with the tires, because it doesn't matter how good a deal that you have on tires. If they don't work for the track conditions that you're at, you're hosed. Yeah. I, I, it's miraculous that I ever won an NCT, honestly driving for them. And I'm I'm not, not saying that like there's some conditions, those tires did work well, but the company was just kind of a mystery. Um, Viper made fine stuff. Their eight scale stuff was sort of lacking at the time. And then, you know, Macklin obviously makes, you know, you know, I think it's probably one of the larger brands now, but they just weren't good fits. It, it just, it, the, the move to Tekken made more sense. Um, and I did kind of the same thing when I went to HB actually, um, because I had, I had never raced their cars before I'd driven them a couple of times, but I never raced them. And that was a big risk, you know, and I'd kind of sold myself on the point that that was going to be like, you know, this was going to help my program a lot. And that very well could have turned out, bad you know that could have been a bad move it didn't but that was definitely something i went into a little blind so 
you know, I, I think that it, you do yourself a favor if you go into something that you've already used the product, you know it well, you can actually be knowledgeable in helping people. And then you're actually there because you care. You know, you've already established that you're there because you want to be a part of that brand. Not if you are going with something cold turkey, though, like what you did with HB, it's not like you entered into that not knowing anything about their cars. Like we knew people that had them. We knew people that drove for them. And, you know, there was some product knowledge there prior to that is true into that deal. That is true. But the ideal circumstance was like if I had been running them as a privateer. Exactly for like a season or two, and then go to get sponsored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. exactly, that would have been the, that would have been the preferred circumstance. It was that's I what mean, we're recommending. Being great because it was a good choice because they're. Phenomenal. Oh yeah, it all it all worked out in the end, but there were the couple instances that didn't, and so that's that's kind of the lesson there. So be you know, be patient. Honestly, be patient and make sure that you go places that are what you want don't just become sponsored driver to become sponsored driver it's not it's honestly just not worth it really i mean i what do you get out of it not much yeah especially in the racing scene too it's like you you lean so heavily on part support locally and then setup advice and it is so hard if you're running a car that nobody else runs it's just very very difficult um crawlers up until the last year or two, there was a lot of stuff that was pretty, you know, universal back and forth that you could make work in a pinch, whether it be, you know, drive lines and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, you just, I don't know. Part support is probably one of the biggest things. And really the thing is too, with like, with what we're dealing with, with scale RC is for the most part, you can take a chassis sponsor out of the equation because that's a pretty rare thing in scale RC to actually, you know, be sponsored by a manufacturer. It's usually the aftermarket that you're sponsored by. Yeah, exactly. But all the same rules apply, you know, to aftermarket stuff, whether it's tires or whether it's an aftermarket chassis or whatever, you know, I mean, all the, all the same things still apply. Absolutely. Yeah, And that is something that I've seen, you know, we were talking about how resumes are kind of possibly a thing of the past. Um, What I've seen on like the application style stuff that's on people's websites and things like that. um, One of the questions that I do see pop up all the time is, do you currently use our products? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a very common thing to see now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What are, I feel like there might be some stuff that we're missing here still. That's still, no, we've kind of covered like basically the same stuff we always cover why yeah. I like annually, but I think this is technically the second time we've gone over sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just, we're bringing it up because and I think that's one other thing we kind of forgot to mention since 2021 will be starting in about a month. This is typically when all the, renewals or new contracts or whatever new sponsorships or ending of sponsorships this is typically when it happens because you're just about to start the new year that's why we thought it'd be great to bring it up yeah because this is when people are preparing their budgets and stuff um there actually there is one really important point that i 
forgot to bring up and it's something that we've dealt with. Um, the future is fairly uncertain right now, especially with events and races and things like that. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, questions as far as what's going to happen from this point out and don't be surprised if you're told no. And if you are told no, definitely don't give that brand a hard time or go online and make a stink out of it. We had a guy do that and really he blew any chance he had because it's like, Hey, you know, you missed the window for us this year. You could have applied next year had you wanted to, but instead you just made a post for everyone to see talking about how we snubbed you. <laughs> so you're probably not going to be considered next year. Whereas if you would have kept your mouth shut, you know, you still would have possibly had a foot in the door. So if you are told no, think about this, the extenuating circumstances that we're all dealing with right now. And don't be surprised if you are told no, because like I said, it's just, kind of a weird time in our history. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too. And I know it, like this year was also a very tough year. Um, I know being a part of um, a certain team and having a little more responsibilities with them, it's making it a little difficult for us to kind of figure out what we're going to do for 2021 because it's like, we don't want to totally be like, well, Hey, you guys didn't do anything this year, but at the same time, it's not really your fault. But right. even with the circumstances, there were certain people that still attempted to do stuff where others kind of just disappeared. So it's, you know, that is something to take into consideration. I get it. You know, like, you know, no, not everybody was able to go out and, you know, go to like an event every month or have four builds going on this year, whatever, you know? So, um, it was a difficult year, but, um, you know, you just like, like you were saying, just don't, you know, just take it to, you know, no doesn't mean that it's a no forever. It just means they're not looking to put you on the team right now. And, you know, things, you know, you can, they can go up and down. Like, I mean, you could be with them one year. You could be not with them. You can come back, you know, it's like, so don't always just like, you know, get your hopes up the first time around, but at the same time, like, I'm hoping that you take out of what we're talking about as kind of like some some key points on areas if you truly want to become a sponsor or a sponsoree to, you know, put in consideration to act a certain way, you know, be familiar with the products, you know, and go on that way. And also don't expect anything for free because I'll tell you right now, you will not be getting anything for free. Yeah. It's, It'll be really interesting to see. I, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of no's this year because, you know, if there's not events and you're not seen publicly, unless you have a super, super strong social media following, why would someone sponsor you right now? Unless. You know, at, at, at this particular time. Unless. Unless. I have a theory. Okay. Because we're going to see this in the racing world in particular. Is that. I think because of everything that happened this year, companies, the, because I mean, let's, let's be real too. sponsorships in many cases, all cases really are guaranteed sales. So 
there's a lot of companies out there that honestly pick up guys regardless of their qualifications and add them to their team, which in turn gets people to buy from them. And so my theory going into next year was, is that we probably will see more sponsored drivers than ever because companies are going to try and extract more money out of them. Interesting. Well, I know that is an approach that we're taking with Trail Slayer because it's something new that we're trying to grow and the best way to grow it is to get it in people's hands. So, I mean, do we need it? Not really. Does it help? Yeah. Is it fun? Yeah. Um, but there, you know, I mean, if it's definitely not just out of the goodness of our heart, it's a hundred percent a business decision, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I, it, you, you could be right. You know, who knows? Maybe the floodgates are going to open and everybody and their cousin are going to be sponsored now. Yeah. Maybe we don't see that as much in the crawler world, but I mean, I would, I, I could definitely see it happen. Well, in the racing world, it almost makes sense just because of the fact that there's not a lot of racing going on. So you're not selling a lot of race parts right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What are we forgetting? Are we forgetting anything else? Doesn't really feel like it, actually. It was a pretty. No, that was a pretty, that was pretty spot on. Yeah. Substitute all of our. After we got through all of our antics as we normally do. <laughs> Once we calmed down and started acting right. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, I think. I think we're probably good to check on out of here. We're at hour twenty-four. Yeah, that's okay. good. All right. Give some people some good information, hopefully, that they'll listen to and take that advice to heart. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think this was a good episode, and I think uh, there's a lot of good information in this. So, yeah, hopefully it helps people, and we'll just kind of wait and see. Yeah. So on a on a closing note, each of you give one point that you feel is super important that you want to make sure that people walk away from this episode with this drilled into their head. What would it be? your one bit of advice that you could offer as far as sponsorship goes. Still basically what I've always been saying, don't expect anything, never expect anything, you know, just, you know, that's rule number one. I really want people to, to understand that because once you start expecting stuff, you're going to find yourself in a weird position with that sponsor. And most likely you will not be there long. So just don't expect, you know, be grateful for what you get and don't abuse what you get. Cause I know there's a lot of people that as soon as they're sponsored and they get a, a discount or whatever, they start hooking everybody up with all this stuff. And you're, you know, you're, you're thinking you're doing the right thing, but deep down, you're really hurting that sponsor that's entrusting you. Like, you know, if they're not making money, they're not going to be around to sponsor you anymore. So if you just keep giving all the cookies away for free, you know, then you're not helping that company at all. Yeah. Trav. Um, I mean, to be completely honest with you, don't do it. I mean, life is a lot bigger than RC. 
And I think it's important for a lot of people that, you know, they don't do this enough that they kind of need to keep things in perspective and realize who they are as a person. You know, I, I, this brings me back to my original thing and I, I hate to always come back to this, but I mean, I don't understand where the stick up everyone's ass comes from in terms of, you know, I've got to be sponsored. I, I mean, it's look, I mean, like I said, I, it's, this is year six or seven for me in terms of, you know, having like, I guess, sponsors and don't get me wrong. It's been great. But also at the same time, you, I think some, some people get into it very heavily and put everything and anything into it. And then I think you got to realize that at the end of the day, you come out of it, unless you had just a ton of fun and that's just, that's your passion and that's what you want to do. If you go into it with the mindset of I'm going to do this and I'm going to become somebody, you at the end of the day aren't coming out of this any better than the rest of us. So take just your time with the hobby, focus on having fun instead and run products in your cars because you like them and if sponsorships happen down the road or whatever, then cool, but I don't actively seek them out. Yeah, don't unnecessarily complicate your free time your hobby that's like your happy place yeah enjoy the hobby for what it is there's a lot of cool stuff that a lot of people don't pay nearly enough attention to because they're too focused on being next big thing yeah which bring which is a perfect segue to what i was gonna say and this is gonna sound super super dickish but when you're dealing with companies just don't overestimate your worth yeah you know there there's always somebody out there that's gonna do it bigger and better so do your thing. Don't make it seem like you are going to take that brand to the next level because you're not. Because in reality, if you were that important, they would have reached out to you. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very good point. So just keep that, keep that in perspective. So there you guys have it. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that covers everything. So cool. Alrighty. Well, until next week, until next week. Yeah. Almost exactly at an hour and a half. Nice. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you everybody. Uh, episode 70 down. Wow. And also a quick thank you to our patrons as well. We really appreciate you guys' continued support. So yes, we are actively trying to do something awesome for our patrons too. So yeah. Pay attention. Something cool is going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Thanks, everybody. See you later. See ya.